When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 28th. Yeah, I'm I'm still in New Jersey and I'm trying to I apologize for the sound quality of of the podcast. It's it's not been the best, but again, it's the content that matters, not necessarily the sound. So, bear with me uh while I I kind of deal with this. Um, so I think next week, next week I'm in Los Angeles. So, uh, maybe I'll be able to do a little bit better on the podcast. Um, yeah, yesterday I didn't see it coming. Nobody saw that coming. If you had seen that coming again, Nostradamus, people were like, Whoa, I I think several people messaged me. Um, and were like, why didn't you tell us about this? Well, if again, if, if I'm Nostradamus, I could figure that out. Um, NASDAQ up 4%, um, uh, S&P up 2.62%. Um, I was not trading. I am, you know, not actively trading here in while I'm in New Jersey. But the TQQQ just, again, you shot from uh, open at 27. Uh, I'm sorry, 28. And it, it closed at 30. So you got your 10%. Again, this is a triple levered QQQ. You were up big yesterday. Um, you're back down to $30.29. So you're slightly down on this one. Uh, in pre-market, if you got in at the beginning of the week, kudos. Uh, let me see a five-day on this one. Um, yeah, on it looks like Tuesday. Um, yeah, Wednesday, Tuesday. Tuesday, you were down at 27, um, and you're at 30 now. So uh, the VIX is at 23. The VIX didn't move down much. Uh, UVIXI, let's look at UVIXI. SVIXI was your play yesterday, I believe. Let's look at UVIXI. And I'm looking at the um, the quick ones before. Yeah, UVIXI is at 11.22. Um, it started yesterday at 11.55. So it's at 11.22. It was up on Wednesday at the 12.15 mark. So again, if you want to play this one, here's what I'll tell you. Is we had one of these uh, rallies in June, right after the Fed meeting. Right after the Fed meeting, if you look at June, we had one of these rallies. How long did it take to, to give up? One day. One freaking day. So today, the futures, you're down slightly less than 1% on the NASDAQ, 74 points. Um, They expected open on the S&P, down 9 points. Uh, You did cross 4,000 yesterday on the S&P. That's kind of a big move. Um, Again, you know, in in my mind, I I still say we're going down. I, I still think... We're down, you know, in this trading range, I think we are. I'm going to, UNH, by the way, let's see. 
let's run the algo on the UNH just to see. I think you're still in because it's still got confirmation. Yeah, you're still in at 531. Um, you're trading at 534. But let's look at um, the S&P. Um, I'm going to look at SPY just because I can run my algorithm on SPY because I think you'd be in. Yeah, you'd be in on SPY ever since July 18th, and it's been running up ever since. You did have a couple of down days um, earlier this week, but just since July 18th, you've been in, and you were in at 388. So you've almost got your 10% just on SPY. Um, if I were to look at this one and try and look at some trends, um, you know, just to give you guys a, an idea, again, I'm doing this kind of live and, and, and I didn't look at it before, um, but I, I moved from my four hour algorithm chart to a daily chart um, because dailies is what you, you know, again, you want to determine the trend and, and it's a clear, clear upward trend all the way since June 17th. You had your mid-June low. You do have a, a down gap here between 383 and 389, which has been covered. Um, you don't have any near-term gaps from this point you know, back uh, in the recent past. Um, your volume weight, if you bring this back here to our highs of um, January, which is where we started the, the turn, you're right at a volume shelf here between 394 and 390. There is a significant volume shelf here at 371. Um, that, that applies to 3,700. So in my mind, remember how I talked about 3,500 being a, a stop shelf? Well, the, the stop shelf is probably 3,700 with this strength. Now, here's what you have to know. Again, trading the trend. The 200-day and the 50-day are still negative. So long-term trends are negative because if you look at May, and again, I'm looking at a daily SPY uh, chart. If you look at May, we had one of these rallies late in the month. Um, if you look at March, we had one of these rallies going into April. If you look at January, we had one of these rallies going into February. So you look at these these bounces. Is this the bounce off the bottom? Who knows? Um, your RSI on the SPY is at 59. Um, you're getting close to oversold territory. You are right on the MACD at about where you were when we dropped off in June. So this is looking almost exactly like June. Am I saying that 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 August, you know, here we are going into August. It's June uh, 28th. Do I think that August is going to be bad? Who knows? Again, if I were Nostradamus, I could tell. I'm not Nostradamus. Um, but I, I do think that there's an opportunity here to take a look. And if you have positions where you don't necessarily, um, you know, say, Say you're not necessarily, and I'm going to bring this gain up um, so you guys can hear me a little bit better. Um, say you're in a territory where um, you've got something like a Teladoc, and Teladoc got killed yesterday. Um, but say that's something, and my apologies for blowing out your speaker if I, had, if I did that. Um, but if Teladoc... 
let's see, Teladoc. I'm going to bring this up because it was way down yesterday. Um, Teladoc uh, is trading at 32. You're trading from 43 down to 32. Um, they they just slashed price targets. Um, Teladoc, um, did they have earnings yesterday? Uh, Wall Street bet stocks down pre-market. Teladoc poised to plummet. Um, yeah, I don't know. But if you had something like that, again, I'm not a big believer in Teladoc. Um, I am a b- believer in face to, you know, virtual medicine like Teladoc. But I'm not a believer in Teladoc. And the reason I'm not a believer in Teladoc, and I've gone over this before, hospitals, doctors, and things like that, Teladoc is an easy, easily copied business. Um, the, the, the real hurdle for a lot of uh, IT staffs um, is the HIPAA compliance. But you've got Teladoc um, competitors that are undercutting Teladoc's prices, um, making more money for the hospitals, for the insurance companies, blah, blah, blah. You've got a lot of competing sources with Teladoc. And so I just don't believe that from a long-term perspective, they're a business that will stay. So um, I'm glad I figured out this compressor thing, by the way. So did I know the rally was happening? Hell no, I didn't know the rally was happening. Um, Jay Powell in his speech, everybody's wondering, okay, what did Jay Powell say in his speech that brought it up? That There are people better than me that say they don't know. My personal opinion, he said we're not in a recession. And he also said, hey, um, I think Charlie and Zip Trader brought this up last night um, when, while I was watching. He also said um, they will most likely uh, have one more uh, big rate increase, maybe a half point in September. There's no meeting in August. It's late in September. Um, and they may have a half point. And then um, they will wait for the data. So we could be in a territory, and this is why the market really took off. We could be in a territory where by next year, if inflation is under control, we start seeing cuts to the interest rate again, which those ARCs, those Teladocs, those Shopify's, um, those Etsy's, those ones that have high multiples that got torn down, those are the growth stocks that you would trade in in that situation with a lower interest rate, with interest rates going down. You would also trade in Google at 18 multiple. Oh my God. Google will be, their hands will be in every freaking business that they can do, self-driving, which they have um, Waymo, um, you know, uh, the internet, which they have Google Fiber. They would be huge in the, that respect because they're just going to go on a, a, a spree and, and they'll try every business that they can. So uh, that, again, is just kind of my market overview do I see us going back down to 3700? It's a I mean it's a crapshoot. Again, this this one has been painted in January in January going into February, March going into April, May going into June, and then June actually coming into July. So this bounce has been happening. Um, there is some support level here. Um, Fibonacci's if you run these where we're at now, there's a 3,800, 3,85, 30, um, and 
3,800, and then down at 3,700. So, you know, again, you've got these hundred marks here. So uh, I do think that that um, I didn't see this. TQQQ had confirmation all day long. When you look at the chart, when I look at this on um, Active Trader Pro, and I look up TQQQ, uh, and I'm going to pull up a two-day. I'm kind of guiding you guys through my thought process here, but I'm looking at a twenty-day and a nine-day, and I'm looking at these candlesticks and they had confirmation all day. Again, the only confirmation that it didn't have was right after two o'clock. Um, it seems like it dipped down below the 20 day. It wasn't down below the nine day, but it dipped down below there. And the Bollinger Bands were just so tiny. Uh, maybe I'll post this one on Twitter uh, and Instagram, but the Bollinger Bands were tiny and they just cinched up and you could see it was coming. And, and honestly, on this five-minute chart, within 10 minutes, you were on TQQQ, you were from 29 to 30. And then you went from 30 to 31. And that's probably within a 30-minute time frame between 2 and 3 o'clock. Um, so, again, if I saw it coming, I would have told you guys. I would have been in there myself. I would have been trading. But I had no idea. Um, so... Uh, specific to growth in tech, that was yesterday. By the way, my portfolio was up 4%. I am still heavily tied to the NASDAQ. I am trying to, I, over the first part of the year, I've tried to get my, my portfolio to more to the S&P um, just because I think the S&P is safer at my age to be tied to and to track. Um, the NASDAQ though, if you look over the past 20 years, um, and it's been over my, um, uh, investing career, I should say it's outpaced the, the S and P by a far margin. There have only been, I think two years where the S and P beat the NASDAQ, um, in, in, in kind of my career. So I've always tied myself to the NASDAQ. I also have a huge amount of, um, uh, of uh, Apple, which is going to tie me there. So Qualcomm, uh, they beat, but their guidance was down. And let's look at Qualcomm. I'm going to look at it in Active Trader Pro because it is down this morning. Closed at 153. It's now trading at 148. Am I worried? Let's look at the algorithm real quick. Um, Qcom. And we're going to run this one because I know we're we're in at 124, I think. And it's had just a, a legendary run. Um, 126 back on July 6th is where you were in. Now, I, I kind of said this before earnings. I didn't know if it was going to bounce us out. But there is quite a bit of, of downward pressure just because the RSI is at 65. The RSI a few days ago was at 70. Um, it was at 78 on July 21st, which was actually the high at 155. Um, you've been trading kind of sideways at this one. And again, you're at 148 now. The nine day is still above the 21 day. So I don't know that it's necessarily going to come down uh, off of this. But I would say there's probably some pressure coming here. Again, remember, I liked Qualcomm at 170. Um, their earnings are done. They've, they've beaten their earnings. They gave slightly downward guidance. Um, they signed a deal with Samsung 
to renew their handset. Um, they've shown significant increase in auto. And again, Qualcomm is heavily tied to handsets. I think it's something like 70% handsets. And they're trying to um, diversify their business. And auto is the way that they're doing. And boom, all of a sudden you've got auto. So I, I'm a big believer that they're going to renew with Apple. Um, because we talked about it, Apple couldn't do their 5G chips. Um, and again, I've got my iPhone, by the way, visible. Uh, I've been having some problems downloading the eSIM on visible for the free trial. Um, interesting customer service story. They've, they've been good so far, but it's a little bit difficult um, to actually understand. The only catalyst for Qualcomm right now is a dividend, 75 cents per share. That's dividend X date is August 31st. So that's a ways away, a month away, and you've got a catalyst there. Um, again, you've got 126. You've got your profits in this one. If this is not one that you're willing to go back down to 120 on, take your profits. Um, you know, maybe sell half your lot. Uh, take 10% on half the lot. And if it gets down to 140, sell the other half. You know, again, prepare yourself. There is no crime in taking profits in this market. Um, Meta, the other big one that we were watching was Meta. They missed earnings on the top and the bottom. Um, and I saw an analyst kind of write about this one. And it was interesting. And we talked about it yesterday that this one yesterday morning, it had you out in the candle. Did you want to stay in? Probably not. I mean, you're trading. Let's see. You're trading at 162. Um, the, the algorithm had you out with a loss. Their earnings were, weren't horrible. Um, they missed on the top and the bottom. Zuckerberg talked about how they're going to tighten. Um, Zuckerberg also talked. If you if you've been on if you've been on Instagram, you know it's basically TikTok too, um, and that's where they're going. Now the algorithm loses you thirty three percent on this. Buying and holding loses you twenty eight percent. So none of these things have worked. The average win is four percent. I view this as a long term hold. Um, I do think that Zuckerberg probably will turn this around to a $200 stock in the near term at some point. I think, you know, Facebook is going to do something that happens uh, and it's not going to be with the Facebook platform. It is probably not going to do with the Instagram platform. But remember, they have WhatsApp as well. And WhatsApp is the number one messenger around the world. Who doesn't have WhatsApp? Um, they, they guided lighter than expected. Uh, they're still not spending. They've cut their spending a little bit. He is tightening his purse strings. So over the next six to eight months, do I expect this to hit 200 at some point? Yeah, um, I would say absolutely. I think there's there's some hype train on this one. Uh, but I think two years from now, will you be upset that you bought this at 162? Probably not. Probably not. I think advertising, when it comes back, it's going to come back in a big way. And where else are small and medium businesses going to go? They're going to go to social media. And are they going to go to TikTok alone? No, you're going to use a mix. So when advertising comes back, that's where you're going to go is you're going to go to Facebook. I talked about it yesterday and trying to find places to invest in. <clears throat> uh, I asked you guys yesterday to tell me, would you buy Coke or Pepsi? Um, do that work. Let me know what you think. Today's assignment, go to your small and medium business uh, friends that you know, uh, somebody that owns a business. I don't care what kind of business it is. 
Um, but as long as it's a consumer business, so say a cupcake shop, say a pizza shop, say something there, ask them what their advertising uh, budget is and ask them how much they spend on social media or how much social media they actually do. You'll find small, medium businesses, that's where they're going. That's where they're using for advertising. Um, to talk about more about the overall market, I've got a note here. Jeffrey Gunlock was on CNBC yesterday. He's been a crazy, crazy bear saying that we're going down to 2,000, 25, you know, breaking 3,000 mark. Um, he was a crazy, critical bear of the Fed saying that they were behind their target in tightening, which they were. Uh, Chairman Powell said they were. Um, he's say, basically said that the Fed should all be fired, blah, 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 the whole thing. Um, he was on air yesterday saying uh, from here he believes that we're up by the end of the year. Uh, the S&P crossed 4,000. Personally, I'm not willing to say that we stay at this level. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical. And, and go back to the beginning of the show where I was looking at SPY, if you can listen to that. Um, the, the, the volume was low. But again, listen to my, my analysis. Long-term and medium trend, 200-day and 50-day, still negative. So have I turned around to a, a bull? No, I'm, I'm still slightly a bear. Uh, Gunlock also thinks that the, the, uh, the Fed raises the rate to 3%. We're currently at 2.25. So if they go 0.5 in September, then they have one more quarter point. And that's where he believes we end the year. If uh, inflation is under control at that point, he believes that beginning next year, uh, we start pulling back. Powell kind of, kind of alluded to that. And so, you know, that's why everything kind of exploded and is going uh, bonkers. Because, again, when Powell says that, when other analysts see that, uh, they're kind of alerting their trading desks. Buy, buy, buy. We hit our bottom. This is the way up. Um, buy. Uh, you don't know that it's necessarily the bottom. Again, I, I was talking with one person yesterday and I said, um, 2000, in 2000, I went on a buying spree. It took me almost 10 years to get back um, to where I was because, um, you know, the, 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 the lost decade of that kind of thing. Now, 2008, I kind of readjusted and I went on a buying spree. It only took me two years to continue from 2008 till 2010 to absolutely blow away my returns. Um, and from 2010 to 2020, you know, obviously I've done really, really well. Uh, so that was Jeffrey Gunlock. If you want to look up, his name is G-U-N-D-L-A-C-H. You can uh, Google him. Look him up on CNBC yesterday. He was uh, with Scott Wapner and Closing Bell. I think that's what it was. Um, but again, he thinks that we'll be up there. Uh, there. Remember today that we've got Apple and Amazon reporting. So, uh, oh, I just messed up my um, Active Trader Pro. But we've got Apple and Amazon reporting. Those are the two big ones. Um, I do want to go over, well, before I go into those, Let's go over Boyle. Boyle was down yesterday. Um, let's see. It took a hit down to, what, 95? Let me look. Uh, I got to look at my Active Trader Pro. 
and I did just mess up my Active Trader Pro. Uh, I love Active Trader Pro. I've been um, fanboying with Fidelity on Instagram back and forth. Um, Boyle tanked from, it opened up yesterday at about 89. Uh, well, I'm sorry, about almost 100. Um, 98.15 is kind of where it was. And then it kind of settled down and it went down to 95. Um, it wasn't, you know, again, this is the, the day's range. It went all the way down to 89. And then it went on a run just like everything else in the afternoon. So um, there were several people who messaged me. Oh, my God, um, Boyle's tanking. Well, if that happens, don't message me. Get yourself out. If you're nervous about that, get yourself out. I was also asked, hey, do you think this is going to 120? I still continue to say there is a supply issue with natural gas. It's not a demand is falling off a cliff. They're trying to kill demand. They will not succeed in killing demand. Demand for natural gas and energy is going to be huge. Again, German, Germany is the, uh, the industrial sector of Europe, and they don't have enough energy to run through the winter next year. Putin is pulling back natural gas. Natural gas prices are going to skyrocket. You've got four ways to play that. You've got your, uh, let me see, um, I'm going through my notes. You've got your LNG, which is Chenier. You've got your Boyle, which is trading on futures. You've got your CRK, Comstock, which is a, a natural gas driller. And you've got Vermilion, VET. Those are the four places to play natural gas. Now, do I think all of them are going to go up? I think so. But again, if, if I knew for sure that this was going to go up, I mean, shit. My algorithm had me buying in at Boyle at 44. Did I take it? No. Um, do I believe that it's going from 95 to 120 right now? Yes. But is my money all backing this? No. I mean, it could easily go back down to down to uh, 40. Um, you know, it's not going to do it overnight. Uh, but again, this is a macro, um, a macroeconomic situation that we're in. So uh, again, that's kind of where I'm at. Now, on that note, I wanted to take a look at Southern Company. Um, this is, I actually have, um, SO is the symbol. I actually have them. Uh, I think they're the ones that run Georgia Power. They just announced earnings and it came in very good. Now, here's an interesting one. This is a utility, so it shouldn't, it shouldn't fluctuate. The algorithm makes you 23%. Buying and holding makes you 33%. In times of recession, the reason this one's doing so well in times of recession, there's two things that do well. Um, there is uh, utilities and healthcare because those are considered safety. So your UNH is considered safe. Um, your Southern company, SO, is considered safe. They own Georgia Power. I, I pay them, what, $140 a month or whatever my electric bill is. I've got a super low electric bill is what I found out compared to most people. But they did come in. Um, they closed at $73.26 yesterday, and they're trading slightly up at $73.30. Um, this is one with a dividend yield of 3.71. So not only are you dealing with that, but here's the thing. Um, when I pull up Finviz on this one, and I'll show you, 
Um, so even though they beat it, there's been a flight to this. 52-week uh, high, they are only 5% down off their 52-week high. Their 52-week high is 77.24. They are 20% above their 52-week low, which was $60.99. Um, their 52-week low, let me see. Their 52-week low was hit on uh, November of last year. So as we started into this, their 52-week low was hit. Um, again, when you look at it in Finviz, their, their forward PE is 19. This is trading kind of like a growth company. I don't know that a utility is necessarily going to grow. When you look at the last um, analyst that, that, that kind of put out a thing on this, well, it was April 26th and they, 22nd, they initiated their coverage. Their, their price target is 77. So uh, I wanted to bring this up as an example of something that's completely run and run away. Um, and they blew out earnings and they're still going, but it's not like gangbusters, like one of these, um, you know, Shopify reported like record earnings and wasn't laying people off. You'd see that one just completely fly. But again, Southern Company we reported today, it kind of came over uh, pointing that one out, not to necessarily trade, but you've got a good dividend. It's a it's a utility, um, and if you wanted to get this one in the 60s, again, I think you're you're probably doing well. Now, here's the thing: all of these utilities are going to start raising their rates. They're going to start making more money. They're going to start saying that um, you know they they their costs have gone up, so they're going to go to regulators, and regulators will let them charge more. It is what it is. Uh, now back to Apple and Amazon. Big news in the Apple front. Um, they hired an executive from Lamborghini. Um, and they haven't exactly said what it's for. But I guarantee you what it's for is the Apple car. And these guys are building a freaking car. Um, they're going to go into the car business. Apple CarPlay just came out with significant uh, improvements. And uh, if you have Apple, Apple CarPlay, I think it's... With iOS 16, it's uh, Apple CarPlay is going to come out. They've announced that they have uh, started to take control of some um, some vehicle uh, controls. So vehicle makers, there's a was a great article. I think I may have posted it on Twitter or something, but great article. And so in my mind personally, um, well, I should say about the article. Uh, sorry, I had to blow my nose. But the article basically said vehicle makers like Ford and GM are in very much a difficult situation because I think it was 80% of the people said they wouldn't buy a car without Apple CarPlay or Google CarPlay. Um, it's been proven. Vehicle, <laughs> Ford, GM, all those guys... Uh, Volkswagen, they're horrible at technology. Um, I read a futuristic article about how the car is going to be just a shell and you're going to plug your phone in and the phone will basically control the car. That's where Apple's probably going, but they're going to build the shell as well. Um, they're going to build a, a car, an Apple car that is probably self-driving at some point. Um, it is going to be probably futuristic and they hired this Lambo guy. Will they announce it on the call tomorrow? No. Uh, there's also rumors that Tim Cook wants to step down and hand the reins over to someone else. 
but he wants one more big product before he does that. And the big product that they're, they're assuming is the announcement of the car. Um, they've been close. I think it was last year. They were in discussions with Hyundai and several other car makers about um, actually uh, manufacturing a car. They will do the car exactly like they do the phone. They design and engineer the, the iPhone, and then Foxconn, which is a contractor, actually makes the iPhone. Well, what they'll do with the car is they will design and engineer the actual car, and they will go to a uh, third-party contractor and make that car. So Apple in the algorithm, let me pull it up. Um, you are still a buy from 134 on June 22nd. You've had a great run here. There's total confirmation. Right now, the RSI is at 68. Would I get in here at 156? If you are long-term, don't try and time it. I would probably wait. And this goes back to even yesterday's uh, discussion. You can still have um, patience in this market. You don't have to trade. Don't feel like you have to do things just because the market's running up. That is the psychology of the market. You really want to buy when things are down. And again, remember, I, I said, hey, June, we're down uh, in the middle of the month. We were just up. That's not a bad thing. That means that you want to take the opportunity to buy. Uh, particularly, I'm not saying that we've hit a bottom and we're running from this point. Um, and that's just because the market hasn't turned positive. When you look at that 200 and you look at the 50 day, we haven't turned positive. And again, that's on a daily basis. So a daily chart basis. So if you think that we've turned positive and you want to buy <clears throat> buy some stocks for long term, Apple at 156, I'd take it. In fact, let me look real quick because I do think the every earnings period, what I do, what I get is I get a um, a dividend, and when that dividend happens, I reinvest dividends, and it's automatic for me. I don't look at it, um, I don't think about it. So here's Here's my last, and I'll give you this, last three, four sales. For, I should say four purchases on Apple. And again, this is just at the time of earnings. It's automatic. I don't think about it. Um, May 10th, I bought Apple at 154.94. Uh, February 8th, I bought Apple at 173.23. Uh, November 9th. I bought Apple 15080. Um August 10th of last year 14621. Again, am I upset that I bought it at those things? No. I mean, and it's not insignificant. We're talking, you know, dividends are a couple of thousand dollars each time. Um I'm I have a, a large stake in Apple. And so a couple of thousand dollars each time at that point you know, the the February 8th at 173, I'm down 10%. So it's 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 a good chunk of money. Um, but am I worried about it? No. You dollar cost average these things and you look at them and you take them down. So Apple, in my mind, 156, are you upset that you bought it two years from now? I don't think so. Um, you know, again, if we're if you're looking long term, I think this this quote unquote recession. And we talked about it too, about John Oliver's show being a, a perfect example. Part of the reason why you hear Fed officials, why you hear John Yellen, why you hear the administration um, you know, start telling people that we're not a recession is because there's a logical um, 
you know, if, if you people think we're going into a recession, they can, that just that thought process can lead you into a recession. So when you hear, um, sorry, there's a garbage truck outside, but when you hear uh, the Republicans saying we're in a recession or we're heading towards a recession, that's because the midterms are coming up. Always look at the 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 kind of impetus and the reason why people are saying stuff like that. And the reason is they want the American people to vote out this, you know, uh, the, the Democrats. Well, the Democrats, meanwhile, there are some that saying we're in, we're in a recession as well. I have no freaking clue what what their reason for doing that. It's probably because they want to increase spending. So, you know, look at look at the thing again. Make your own decision whether we're in a, we're in a recession or not. You can look at the guidance from other folks, but. In my mind, I think we're heading towards a recession, but I think it's going to be very short. And we, you know, again, we're going to have two quarters uh, of negative GDP growth. That's part of a recession, but it, it probably will not be considered a recession because employment is still super strong. It's still super strong. Um, some deals that we've talked about in the past. Oh, I do want to bring this up. An interesting kind of little tidbit that I heard today is that FTX, which is a crypto um, a, a crypto lender, it's kind of like a broker like Fidelity and, and Robinhood and E-Trade and uh, Morgan Stanley. FTX, which is owned by Sam Bankman-Fried, um, who is a billionaire, great guy, super, super smart. Uh, I'm a big fan. Um, they are launching stock trading today. And so not only can you get crypto from them, you can also trade stocks. Now, here's the important thing. FTX is going back, and this is why I, I'm kind of a fan of Sam Bankman-Fried, and I think he's smart. Um, I just question this because he's going back to charging a percentage on stock trades. So one share or a fractional share is free. They will not charge anything on, on, some, on a trade like that. But when you start getting into larger trades, they're going to trade charge you anywhere um, between a, a, I think it was a quarter point percent uh, to 4% based on the amount that you trade. And their reasoning was, hey, um, we believe that that it should be open market and, and we're going to route it to the open market, whereas your quote-unquote free trades um, are directed towards specific um, you know, market makers like Citadel. And if you don't necessarily know that what that is, that is essentially a central warehouse that pays uh, a portion of the trade to the brokerage firm in order to scalp pennies off of a trade. And when they do that enough, they can make billions of dollars a year in profit. Um, and this is part of what kind of quote unquote brought down with GameStop and things of that sort. Melvin Capital, which was shorting GameStop, kind of was in bed with Citadel, who was in bed with Robinhood, because Citadel is the one that pays Robinhood for, um, as part of their, their trade. Uh, well, when Melvin Capital couldn't buy shares and was losing billions of dollars of their hedge fund in their GameStop short because they couldn't find shares to buy, the, 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 again, the assumption is and the rumor is that Melvin Capital reached out to Citadel, who was a big investor in uh, Melvin Capital's hedge fund, and said, 
you guys will lose all your money unless we get this stopped. And then what happened was um, uh, Citadel, the assumption is, reached out to Robinhood and said, we need to get them shares. Let's stop this. You can uh, you can sell shares, um, but you can't buy any. Which again, when you sell shares, it brings the price down. There again, allowing shorts to kind of you know win. So that's the assumption. I thought it was interesting because FTX again, they're they're kind of launching their thing, and I know I'm rambling. It's just an interesting one. Now, um, trade-wise, do you trade this one? No, I don't think there's any trade on this one. But we're talking about Amazon and going into earnings. Amazon's a funky one. There is no reason to trade this right now. Um, their earnings are coming out today after the bell. In my mind, you know, right now it's trading at 120. The algorithm has you in at 115. The RSI is a little bit up at 57, but it has come down from the 60s just a couple of days ago. The volume is not leading me to think that this is a trade. Let's go into uh, Active Trader Pro. And Amazon, um, the 10-day volume is 61 million, 90-day volume is 80 million. So there's no real volume leading you in here. Um, there's no catalyst that says they're going to blow things out of the water and it's going to go up um, to 140. Uh, there is a gap here between 131 and 143. I don't think that necessarily gets filled with this earnings, but that's where you'd have to go um, to get your 10%. Now, do I think Amazon is a long-term play? Absolutely. This is not a trade. The performance on Amazon is the algorithm loses you 23%. Buying and holding loses you 23%. That's just over two years. This has been a dead stock, so you guys know. When you look at Amazon and you pull up a daily here, um, you are at levels. I'm going to go back. Let's, let's pull up a weekly because I can't even go back this far. Um, you have ridden this one. It, it was up here at the 160s, 170s for almost the entire pandemic. When you go back to March 16th, 2020, uh, in a, uh, this is the height of the, or the low of the pandemic. You were trading at 97 that week. So you're not far off from your pandemic lows. And again, this was the pandemic lows. This wasn't something where Amazon was rated highly. Uh, this was, you know, Amazon just took a, a jump in the next six months. But you're back to those levels. Now, on a weekly, again, I'm looking at a weekly. The 200 stay is still, is still positive. We've broken through it. We're looking to get back above that. Um, and the 200-day is at 127. I think if they post something positive, you could see them at 127. Now, am I telling you to buy it at 120? No, because I would wait for confirmation of these earnings. This is not a trade. This is a long-term buy. And there is no reason right now for you to get into Amazon. I just don't see it whatsoever. Um, so I would stay out of it. Now, energy. We talked about Exxon. 
uh, and Chevron coming up tomorrow. Um, let me pull up Exxon so I can see. Uh, I don't even know what they did yesterday. I didn't look at a lot of energy yesterday. Um, they are up 1% in pre-market at 92. Um, their earnings are coming out tomorrow. They're going to blow away earnings. Again, anything that you think about, it's already priced into the market. Um, you'd be in this one since 86. You're at 92. It's what, 5% gain? Pretty good. CVX, I, I still say that CVX is a $160 stock. They're trading at 149. Um, you'd be in this one all the way since 136, which was back on July 15th. So you've done well. There's a gap kind of on the way up here that 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 is a little bit troublesome around 138, 139. Again, the, the key point is going to be guidance. They've got a dividend coming up August 18th. And this is a great dividend. Um, Devon Energy, we talked about it. I think, let me let me look at my Twitter because I know Tom sent me something. And Tom, my, my apologies. I saw your stuff. I've just been super, super busy. Um, but he said, uh, I think Jim Cramer, I was bitching and complaining because Cramer said on his show, uh, buy LNG which is the death, um, the, the absolute death of, of a stock. Um, yeah, he, he, Devon Energy, he said, is terrible um, and to sell. He said, sell it, selling it is okay. It, it shot up. Devon Energy is up 1.5%. It's at 60. So it's over 60 again. In my mind, take your profits. They've got earnings coming up. Devon's earnings are coming up August 1st, so next week. Um, you know, again, they're going to announce a special dividend. I think this one goes back to 70. I'm not necessarily selling until it loses its confirmation. But if it starts dipping under 60, sell it. Sell it. You'd be in this one since 53. You've got your 10%. July 7th, we said this was at 53. Dipped all the way down to 48. Um, 49.51 back on July 14th. I mean, it's just, you know, again, Devon Energy. Great one. Fang. Um, what did I know Tom said something about Fang as well. Um, but Fang, you've been in this one, I think, since July. Let's see, July 15th at and I 108. You're at 123. You've gotten 23, 20% out of this one. Fang. I know I briefed on this one July 15th at 108. It you know, again, Fang. Great, great company. Great dividend. Uh, August 1st, Fang and Devon Energies. Um, let's see. Tom also said he likes tankers. Um, I'll kind of wait for tomorrow on that one. Uh, VET, huge natural gas component with big European exposure. VET. Um, let me see. Are you in VET? I think you are in the algorithm. I will tell you where VET is. Um, and we're, we're on energy. Yeah, 1997, you're trading at 24. God, you've gotten 20% on that one. Um, you know, again, you, you easily can make money in this energy trade. Um, do, 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 Viper, Viper Energy, look at the dividend. Yeah, it's nine. Tom, Viper Energy, I like at 9%. MPLX is my play on energy with a long-term uh, kind of... Uh, uh, dividend so i do like that one but i'll add that one in i'll take a look at it tomorrow um 
uh, Fang energy on the show today. <clears throat> yeah, Fang is just going nuts. Uh, another dividend mon monster, EPD. I've looked at this one before. Um, energy transfer LP unit. Uh, I'll look at it a little bit uh, probably tomorrow. I'll add that to the show. But again, your energy ones, way up, good. Um, today, do I expect a downturn today? The markets are opening up slightly down, not crazy down, but you had a 4% move in the NASDAQ yesterday. So expect stuff to be, you know, a little rocky. I mean, it's not going to be um, up completely. I think you, if you wanted to trade, um, I do think you could trade the monkey pox is still in the news. Um, by the way, Shopify yesterday, 11%. PayPal, 12%. Uh, ETHE, we talk, oh God, let's look at the ETHE and the, um, the algorithm because this one has just been crazy. You got in on ETHE um, the last time it got us in was, and I got it, wow, um, since $7.29 on June 22nd. Here you are a month later, June 22nd, $7.20. At almost $12, you're at $11.70. Um, you've almost doubled your money in a month. ETHE, just on ETHE. Now, GBTC, different freaking story. GBTC is just, I mean, again, if I'm trading something, I'm trading ETHE. GBTC got you out with a 4% loss yesterday. Um, I'm still in this one, and I'm in it big. And I'm down big. I'm down big on this one. Um, but ETHE, you're still in. So if you want to trade crypto, I, I think that's that's kind of your bet. I'm looking at what's down, and ARCs are down about 2%. They were way up yesterday, so I would kind of expect that. Um, if you're looking at trading something today, uh, SARK, I, I think that's going to be probably, yeah, you're trading, you closed at 53, you're trading at 54. Um, I don't know that I'd necessarily do that. In my mind, I think, you know, again, the VIX is down a little bit, about half a percent. It's a 23. UVIXI is uh, down at 11.28, close at 11.33. Now, you don't have volume on your side. 10-day volume is 60, 60 million shares. 90-day volume is 67 million shares. Um, let me go back to my notes from Twitter. Um, uh, trading today, I have quite a few subscribers who have messaged me, and they've been doing very well on Sega. And if you remember Sega, uh, Sega is the monkeypox vaccine maker. Um, this is one that, again, it was trading at about five dollars. Um, let me see if it's gotten you in on the algorithm. I'm sure it has. But uh, they've been trading Sega, and, and it's got quite a lot of volume. It's got volatility. And when Monkeypox kind of started making the news around July, this one kind of dipped down to 11. It's at 17 today, um, June, July 22nd. Um, it got you in... Uh, Sega on July 5th at $12. You got out with a 14% gain on July 25th. Um, and then on July 26th in the afternoon, it got you back in at 1515. So you're at 1790. 
This has all the positive uh, momentum that you'd want in a stock. Uh, it's probably too positive. You're trading well above your 50-day. You're trading well above your 200-day. There is a volume shelf here. Um, let me try and bring this up here. Yeah, you've got a significant volume shelf here at about uh, 11.85. Um, the next volume shelf is at 14.50. So if you're trading this one, I'd be a little bit careful. The RSI is super, super high. Again, this is on a four-hour chart at 68. You're you're kind of playing with a little bit of fire on that one. <clears throat> but again, if you're trading, there's that one. Uh, TQQQ, we talked about this one. Um, I'm looking at the algorithm now <clears throat> to see if this one's up. Uh, you'd be in at $27.61. You're at $30.74. Um, you know, again, this is a levered ETF. As you're getting closer to the weekend, I probably wouldn't hold this one. Uh, SQQQ may be your play today, but I, I just don't know. Um, let's look at a market scanner. What I'm going to do, and this is kind of just live. I didn't do this beforehand, um, but I look at uh, kind of market scans to see which ones uh, crossed up on a MACD. Now, there are three in the Dow 30. So remember, Dow is just made up of 30 stocks. Well, Disney. Disney is one. I've said, hey, Disney under 100, buy it. That's where it's at. Um, Microsoft, 266. <clears throat> 266 is where where kind of the MACD crossed up. Are we going for a run on Microsoft? I don't know. <clears throat> you don't trade Microsoft. The other one, IBM. I'm not as familiar with IBM, but this could be a turnaround where you go from 129 up to 130 or 140. There's a significant gap after their earnings here uh, between 132 and 138 on IBM. Um, you know, again. Trade IBM, you know, at your peril. This is one of the nifty 50. Um, I'm not a huge fan of IBM. There are a lot of other people who are fans of IBM. Uh, Tesla, <clears throat> we talked about this one. Uh, 701, you're still in this one at 701. You're trading at 824. It went on quite a run yesterday. Um, I saw some of the people just crazy, crazy about the, the futures and um, some of the options plays that you got in Tesla. Again, I'm not an options trader, but I think I saw somebody. Um, the, the big one was, I think, Chipotle. If you had bought um, $1,500 uh, expiring this Friday before earnings, uh, you'd be up 3,000%. But Chipotle just went on a run yesterday that was legendary. Um, let me see. I know I had a note of about one other thing. Oh, um, Spirit Airlines terminated their deal with Frontier. Uh, they're going with JetBlue. It'll be an interesting uh, interview on CNBC, and I'm probably not going to watch it, to be honest. But the, the Spirit Airlines CEO said JetBlue would never get through regulators. So how are they going to do that one? But it brought up that um, uh, Activision Blizzard, uh, ATVI. Remember, Microsoft has a deal to buy these guys at $95. As we trend towards um, December, where they expect us to sell or, or to actually complete, 
the stock has just can you know kind of risen. Now you do have a buy-in here at $78.11. You're trading at $79. Uh, that's July 19th. Their earnings are coming up on August 1st. Um, I don't know that they'll necessarily say anything. This RSI is super, super high, but this has been trading between 75 and 80 for quite a while. So Again, this is one they're expecting it in September, in December. It's not one that I would trade. The average win is only 4.26%. The algorithm loses you 37%. Buying and holding loses you 2%. This is a company that's embroiled in um, controversy with sexual sexual stuff, sexual uh, assault stuff or sexual whatever employment. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, one that I do want to bring up, Target. I'm kind of looking at my portfolio a little bit. Their earnings are coming up August 16th. The ex-dividend date is August 16th as well. Um, this is interesting because, again, Walmart kind of announced their earnings, and this one kind of tanked down. But it's kind of come back. Again, you have a um, MACD cross-up and a buy on June 16th. This... RSI has just been trending up. You're at 55 right now. You haven't had a sell since June 16th. There is a huge gap here between 168 and 211. You're close to coming to that one. You're trading at 153. It's down today. Um, in my mind, I may add to this position because, again, when I, when I look at Target, we kind of went over this. Um, tar I like Target over Walmart because of the PE. I like Lowe's over uh, Home Depot because of the PE. They're not always the same business, but Target's forward PE is 12. Um, I continue to think that they will grow. They are 45% off their 52-week high. They're only 12% above their 52-week low. So this is still a beaten down consumer stock. July 22nd, <clears throat> Piper Sandler initiated coverage with a $190 price target. Um, you know, yesterday, Best Buy, you know, the top story on uh, Target on Finviz is that Best Buy came out with a brutal uh, downgrade on earnings. They just said, hey, the consumer's super weak. Well, the Target CEO came out on the last earnings and said, hey, we expect the second half of the year to be better. They announced in their earnings um, back in May, where you see this gap on Target, uh, it was, yeah, May 17th, where you see that gap. They announced what Walmart announced just this week. It was, hey, we made inventory mistakes, uh, the consumer's weakening, and you saw that big downturn. So I think you're capitulating here between a 135 and 160 kind of price point. Do I buy here at 153? Nah, the RSI is kind of high. But keep an eye on it. Again, if you're, if you're long-term and you buy at 153, I think you're back to 211 when the consumer is strong next year. If we start cutting rates, you're back at 211. You've made quite a bit on this stock then. So again, take a look at your long-term positions. Take a look at your short-term. When you get into a trade, understand where you're at. Um, my target investment, let's see. Um, I have it in my IRA, so let me see where we're at. Um, and by the way, July so far is my best month this year, which is not hard to beat. 
but Target, uh, my average purchase price is 113, and we're at 154. It went all the way up to 268. Did I sell? Nope. I got a um, what? Fifteen thousand dollars in there now. That was easily worth what? If it went up to 268, probably thirty thousand at its high. So uh, again, manage your stuff. Uh, I think I've got Chipotle, Boyle. I'm kind of going over my notes. Nat gas in Europe. Um, we've got inflation numbers coming out. Uh, <clears throat> LNG still buy on LNG. Um, so yeah, DRV. Let's look at DRV because that's the triple levered short on the real estate market. And I did mention, hey, DRV. Um, we were trending downward, and yeah, we're in a downward trend on DRV. Your RSI is at thirty three. You're trading at forty four oh eight. Uh, you're touching the 200 day. I think that 200 day is going to provide a support. So uh, this is probably coming up on, on a buy again. Again, if you believe in the weakness in the market. Now, here's the thing. The algorithm loses you 56%. The buy and hold loses you 67%. This is absolutely 100% not an investment where you sit and you hold this. This is a trade. Your average win is 8.76%. So you trade this one. I still think the real estate market's going to get hurt. So uh, let's look at Occidental. And Oxy is going to be the last one that I look at. I think they report August 1st as well, if I'm not mistaken. Or is it August 2nd? August 2nd. Uh, you're in at $60.80. And it's trading at $63.36. Again, it's over 60 Kind of take your profits on this one. But their earnings are coming up, so... Uh, the RSI is a little bit high at 55. The MACD is a little bit up there. You know, again, it's using this 200 day on a four hour chart. You can clearly see the 200 days being used as support level. It's bouncing right off there. And the 200 days at 59. So you're at 63. Again, over 60. Sell under 60 buy. So there were others that I, I kind of had said. <clears throat> set price targets like that as well. Um, oh, Goldman Sachs. Let's look at Goldman Sachs um, because this was one where I said over 300, you should sell. Under 300, you should absolutely 100% buy. It's a 324. Again, if you bought this one, kind of when I said down at 280 when the book value was super, super low, you'd made your 10% here within a few days. So uh, I did not buy it. I'm not a big fan of financials. But the RSI is at 65. I would not buy it right now. I would get out if you, if you, if you could. Um, looking at my portfolio, Meta is down about 4%. Etsy's up 7%. <clears throat> Ethereum's up another 2%. ETHE. The ARCs are down 2%, um, which is to be expected. But there's opportunities out there. Exxon's up 1.1%. I think Energy's LNG. I still haven't gotten in, L in L LNG, but I need to. I keep telling myself, buy it, buy it, buy it. I'm just not trading right now. The RSI, wow, the RSI is at 71. Do I buy this at 146? Their earnings are coming up next week, um, August 3rd. God, if they announce something where their costs are just so high, I cannot imagine this. Um, 
But again, that 128 purchase at July 18th looks like absolute genius. Um, you know, again, natural gas. So if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on uh, Instagram. I've gone an hour today. There's a lot of rambling in this one. My apologies. Okay, talk to you tomorrow.